1: More resources available online at jenniferjackson.com. This is Simply for Women.
2: It's a powerful week. We're still in the middle of it. I have Sue Randall here. She's been sharing her addiction story. And today, we want to just glean more of her wisdom, more of the help that you have for us. Just finish up your addiction story here for us.
1: Well, because of what I live through, I'm like, I understand what it's like. I wanted to help other people, so through a series of, we moved to Oklahoma, I worked out there at the City of Faith, it was a Christian hospital, it was so exciting to be in a Christian environment and help other people. They came in from all over the United States. Is that where you became licensed as a drug and alcohol addiction counselor? No, at that point I was just like running blood work to the lab, I would meet people down in the lobby, answer phones for intake. It's when I came back to Columbus, I took a class at OSU who had partnered with Mary Haven to teach students, uh, college students, how to counsel people that had been arrested for drunk driving. So they were offered counseling and lectures about addiction. So when somebody would get arrested for drunk driving, the judge would say, well, you've got two choices, 30 days in jail or three days at Mary Haven. So Sue, tell
2: us, when you sat down with those people one-on-one and you looked them in the eye, what are some of the things that you remember telling them to offer them hope?
1: Just that there was another way of life. There, there were lectures. Um, we would talk about, let's look at your life. Let's do an inventory. What's happening to your body, the organs in your body? But also, some people were in a bad accident because of their use. How about financially? Is this affecting you financially? How are your relationships with your family? What about your job performance? What about legal problems? How much did it cost you to get this DUI? And that would give them an opportunity to look at all the consequences of their using and take time out to think, is this how I want to go? It helped a lot of people. The few people that I can remember... They're like, oh, thank you. It's like, I never knew about that. I never knew about family history. And I'm sure there were some people that as soon as the three days were over, their friends were waiting for them in the parking lot with a case of beer or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it was wonderful to be able to offer hope to those that you knew were ready to make a change. Yeah. And I, I think about your
2: story. You, you had to take 28 days out, go to inpatient care. You had, I think you said, a four year old, a six year old, a 12 year old. Yeah, four, 10, and 12. Four, 10, and 12. And what a sacrifice. I mean, your husband had to sacrifice everyone, but then 30 years clean and a new way of life. It's worth it, isn't right. it? Right.
1: It's so worth it. And if anybody's listening, I want to encourage you seek help, lay aside any fears of being embarrassed or whatever, and the enemy will try to say, you know, you can't give it up, but you can give it up. There's a new way of life waiting for you on the other side. It's so worth it.
2: It's God's strength. It's God's power. And where we're weak, he is strong. And I I love that the truth set you free. The truth set you free because you, you shared the truth with your surgeon. And the truth of that, it just, it sets you free. Absolutely.
1: And the bedrock of recovery is spiritual. There's a hole inside each of us that only God can feel. No alcohol, drugs, nothing except God. So recovery is a spiritual. It's a spiritual foundation, and it's so good to share that with everybody. And God's just there
2: waiting for us, open arms, saying, come, come to me. I, I'm I'm bigger. I'm greater than than this addiction, and I want to set you free. And then there's people along the way that are trained that want to help you as well.
1: Right. Some of those people at that DUI, they went on to inpatient or outpatient or whatever. Or some of them were just like, oh, I need a reminder. I'm not going to drink anymore. Not everybody that went there had a serious problem.
2: But we ultimately need the Lord. Why don't you pause and just pray for us right now?
1: Lord, we thank you for this time that we get to share, that I get to share my story. I Hope that the message that it brings to people that are struggling will have the courage that they'll feel your strength to reach out, make a phone call. There are so many agencies in the area that are willing to help people with whatever addiction it is you have, whether you have insurance, whether you don't have insurance. Lord, help them to know that 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 people there are they're there to help them. And um, we We just love you, and we offer this story up, Lord, that it's going to help many people. In Jesus' name, amen. And I
2: want to pray, too. Lord, I pray that right now that you would begin to set us free from all addiction. God, would your power come. We thank you for the cross, that you nailed our sins, you nailed our failures to that cross. And, God, we're asking that you would come and set us free. Lord, we need your help. And we just look to you. You are our answer. You're our mighty God, our mighty source. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Is there anything else you want to share about your addiction story before we move on?
1: No, just that Jesus is the answer. And um, I like to share with other people that are walking my same journey, too. That's important to stay connected to other people.
2: Oh, I I think that's important. We need one another,
1: don't we? We do. Recovery. Mm Thrives in community, mm-hmm. whether in our Christian church, whether people are in recovery to be alone. That's when the enemy has access to our minds. Yeah, when we're alone, he just
2: lies to us, lies to us. So tell us, how how do you stay connected in your daily life, connected to the Lord and just to keep growing? I mean, you've, you've been married 53 years, been a Christian most of your life. But even in that, we have to keep surrendering, don't we, letting go of our, our rebellion or continue growing. How, how do you do that,
1: Sue? Well, of course, the Bible. Um, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, you know, from Psalms 119. And I love the Bible app from our church, and I love to listen to Pastor Doyle. He gives his little few-minute commentary.
2: I kind of favor him as well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's a good guy. He is a good guy. Oh, you picked well, and he picked well. I'm so grateful. Um, I love being in church. I love the fellowship. And, um, you know, it's a spiritual battle. Just because, you know, I gave my life to the Lord, I was baptized, and I'm going to church That does not make me immune from life's challenges. The old nature is still there. The old nature just comes easily. The new nature, I'm a new person in Christ. And that determines how I meet these challenges is to do it the Jesus way. Mm -hmm. But I have to be intentional.
2: You know, Sue, some of my favorite memories that I have together with you are of prayer. You know, we, we have, you have an online Zoom prayer group that's continued for the last few years, but we used to pray together at eight in the morning mm-hmm. and I just loved your heart. your just your way of it's almost a childlike faith to share with the Lord, whatever. And we prayed about all sorts of things. How has prayer impacted your life?
1: I realized that he's just like a friend. I mean, powerful, wonderful, but just to have conversation. Some of my prayers are short, like help. <laughs> you Mine know, too. They don't need to be long and using fancy words and even praying in front of other people. I, I remember at first when uh, I was praying with you and Doyle, even I'm like, oh my goodness, it's the pastor and his wife. Hmm. But it's like, okay, it's not about them. I'm praying to God. And so just to be able to have that conversation and encourage other people to pray. I like to pray in groups every week or just about every week. I have a prayer partner. We talk at least an hour, usually an hour and 15 minutes, and we just chat a little bit. And then we're like, okay, what do we need prayer for? We make sure that there's no gossip. And if anybody has told me something in confidence, I don't share that. So when I'm talking, I'm like, would Jesus be okay with what I'm saying? And sometimes if it goes a conversation, it's like, I don't know about this. I get an icky feeling. I'm like, no, that's not that's not who I want to be. That's good. That's not who I am or who I want to be.
2: I love it. And I, you know, I remember our our early early morning prayer times and you would pray for different missionaries around the world. You would pray for our church, pray for our kids, pray for so many different things. And I think just sharing your heart with, you know, Lord, this is what's on my heart and this is what I, I want to see you do or or where I see you moving. And we Mm -hmm. just want to like agree with the Lord and just spend time with him in those prayer requests, even praying for people to be free of addiction. You've done that as well oh. and prayed over people. Absolutely. You pray with people.
1: Right. Absolutely. Um, and also staying connected is what do I feed myself? You know, what if I just ate Big Macs and Twinkies? What would my body look like? Well, same thing about my spirit. You know, I have to feed my spirit good things like what am I looking at? What am I listening to? What am I reading? And not that every single thing has to be, you know, a movie with Jesus as the main character, but there's a lot of good entertainment, too, that's just plain good moral. Clean. Clean. But, I mean, I do like all those movies with the Jesus in it, too. I love music. Christian music is my favorite. Philippians 4.8 reminds me, whatsoever things are lovely and of good report, think on these things. So you've
2: had to transform the thinking in your mind. Mm-hmm. Whatever is lovely, whatever is noble, whatever is trustworthy, whatever is good. You've got it, Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great verse. I absolutely want to be thinking about those things. It can rewire your brain. It's a powerful verse. Well, that was Sue Randall. I'm Jennifer Jackson, and you have been listening to Simply for Li- simply for women. Isn't it fun? Isn't it fun to just hear one another's story to grow in the Lord and to see that, wow, you can do this too. I can do this too. We can spend time with God. We can pray. We can read his word. We can keep growing. That's what we want to do. Learning and changing and just becoming more like him each and every day because he's worth it. He's everything, isn't he? Well, go to jenniferjackson.com. I have more resources for you there. That's right. Go to jenniferjackson.com, and we'll talk again soon. You've been listening to Simply for Women.
1: We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jenniferjackson.com. That's jenniferjackson.com. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be, simply be with God.